Peace, peace. You know what it is. Shamir S-K-Y-Z-O-O Skazoo, live out the borough. And this is the NBA Exchange with my man Dexter Henry. You know how you doing it, man. Log on, tap in. Let's get into it. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the NBA Exchange. Your host, Dexter Henry here. Got a good show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit of Sixers basketball, look around the league. Joining me to talk about that, good friend of mine, Deontay Prince. He is senior NBA editor for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Second time on the show. First time doing this live. Deontay, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man? Good, man. Always, always good to see you. Um, I know we're probably not feeling maybe as happy as some of the Sixer fans from seeing how James Harden is playing. He's been he's been balling, man. I've been impressed with what we've seen from him in the first two games. Now, Nets fans, they're probably not so happy. They're like, where was this? We haven't seen, we haven't seen this all season. Uh, have you been as impressed as I have been with how he's looked in his first two games, triple-double yesterday here in New York against the Knicks? How impressed would you been with uh, James Harden thus far? Yeah, I've been impressed, but I think this is kind of who he is, right? Um, you know, even in in Brooklyn, he was, you know, there was some issues with uh, people worried about his scoring averages and stuff like that. But he was still averaging twenty two points a game. While I don't know if the if the effort was fully there, but the numbers still were even in that situation, despite you know, with the with the exception of some of those games at the end. Um, but with the seventy sixers, like this was a a ready-made team, you know, they don't necessarily have the issues that Brooklyn had with KD being injured and Kyrie only being able to play in, in a couple games. Like, they have Joel Embiid, who's, you know, going through an MVP-level season. Um, Tobias Harris hasn't played well yet with James, but um, he picked up his his uh, his play this year and was doing pretty well. And Tyrese Maxey is a, is a rising star in the league. Matisse Thibault was one of the best defenders in the league. So he has a lot to work with there. The impressive part is that the passing has translated, even though he doesn't know the offense yet. Um, and, you know, he was honest with reporters, uh, you know, Gina Mizell and Keith Pompey, who covered the Sixers, you know, they reported that, you know, he said he's still, he's still winging it a little bit out there, but you wouldn't know it from, you know, just watching how smoothly he's doing the pick and roll with Joel Embiid or how he's finding Matisse Thibault on cuts, um, you know, finding Maxi open for shots on the, the three point line. So, He's uh, he's really tried to ingratiate himself with the team, and he's he's fitting nicely on the court so far. So definitely been been impressive. But this is this is kind of part for the course. Yeah, this part of the course. We we know what he is. I think a lot of the question has been okay when he comes in. They gave up some pieces for him. Does this make them a better team than what they were before? The guys are playing around Embiid before the role players, but now he comes in. You think they're already immediately a better team than what we've seen for them? You know, through the first half of the season. I think they have to be, yeah. I mean, when when you add a guy who can get a triple double every night, and you you know you are you were down a man, you know you without one of the the, the better defenders and uh, one of your your other all stars, and now you replace that spot where you were essentially getting zero with you know twenty five, ten, and ten every night. I mean, you you can't help but be better, right? Um, I I. I think even the the energy around the team is a little bit different. Like, you know, people just seem a little bit more upbeat. You can you can notice that with Joel. Tyrese is always like that, but 
um, even he's been a little bit, you know, more more excited and excitable um, with James in this situation. So, um, yeah, I, I think they instantly become a little bit better. He obviously has some playoff experience, hasn't made it past the uh, Western Conference Finals and the Conference Finals in general in his, in his career. But, you know, the East is – it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little open, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Brooklyn's situation. Obviously, the, the Bucks are, are are good and solid and still have their team together. But I, I think, you know, the even the Bulls, who have been atop the East all year, they really haven't performed well against winning teams. And I, I saw the record. They, you know, these Sixers included, they're 0-3 against them this year. So um, the East is, is there for the taking if, if they can keep it together the way they have. You know, this yeah. is a very, very early uh, version of the, the team that we're seeing so far, though. Yeah, very, very early. Still got a little bit to go, a little bit over 22, 23 games for most most teams. When you looked at everything that went around the trade, and I had Keith on the show earlier in the season where it was like something had to give, right, in terms of yeah. Ben Simmons. You talked about how the energy has shifted around the team, Deontay. But a lot of people, I talked to some friends in Philly, and they were like, oh, we don't want to give up Maxi. We didn't want to give up, you know, any of the young core pieces we had. Yeah. What did you think of the trade? And obviously, Harden's a great piece for them. But did you think they gave up too much? Did Maury give up too much for Harden here, or was this just going to be the cost of business, as as we saw? Yeah, I I think it was the cost of business. They were going to lose some depth on the bench, regardless in the situation. Like best case scenario, they lose some depth off the bench. Worst case, they lose Maxi or or Thibault and you know players that they can develop for the next ten years. Um, and I, I think Maury made the right play in, in making sure that he didn't sacrifice those guys in this trade. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of teams along the line, and it, it kind of seemed like he was maybe asking for too much at, at certain times and not necessarily um, wasn't necessarily willing to, to give much back because he refused to give up to uh, those guys. But in the end, he stuck to his guns. He, he got the guy that he won it the entire time. The guy that they tried to get a year ago in, in James Harden, guy he was with in Houston for years, and you know they had a successful run together. Um, so I I think the the trade actually worked out well for everybody. When assuming Ben gets on the court, um, because his his skill set should match well with those other guys being, you know, a plus defender. When you know Kyrie and KD can can d up sometimes, but. Kyrie isn't necessarily a plus defender, so they'll need somebody to guard, you know, the, the best team on the or the best player on the other team and, you know, a guy who can get out on the break with them and run and, you know, create. So um, and he's not he's not asking for shots in the same way that James probably would. So. Right. I, I, I do think um, to some degree there's a way looking at this both sides want here for sure. Like I definitely think there's a way both sides have, have won this trade. You brought up Simmons. So I got to ask March 10th. You know, we all got that date circled on our calendar. Uh Ben Simmons could could return to Philadelphia, um, but we've heard about some setbacks he might be having with the back um, Brooklyn. One, do you think that happens? And two, how the Philly fans going to treat him when when he comes back uh, in Philly? I get into the first one first because we kind of both know exactly how that's going to go, right? <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's definitely going to get booed. Somebody might do something crazy, you know, knock on wood. Nobody does anything crazy and tries to get on the court or anything like that. But you can't necessarily put that past Philly, right? Um, so we we know what the reception will be for sure after you know he essentially forced his way out of town and and sat out for 
at this point, you know, it's been more than half the season, you know, and uh, with this back situation, he could end up, you know, being out from, you know, who knows how long, right? Um, and I guess because of that situation with the injury and needing to get conditioning right, as uh, Steve Nash said, I don't, I don't know that we end up getting exactly what we want out of that uh, that matchup. It just, it seems a little soon. You know, March one is literally tomorrow, right? Um, so he would have essentially ten days to get acclimated with the team, being you know, being the lineup, actually play all of that. So, um, yeah, I don't know how much I I expect that, and I think that if the Nets are going to pinpoint a time to put him in uh, the lineup over the next couple weeks, I know Ben said that he would like to play in that game, but I think if you just uh, traded for a guy who potentially had, you know, some, some mental scars and, you know, some, some issues um, with that city in particular, I don't think you, you know, throw him to the wolves and it's, you know, his first or second or third game. Um, so I can see the Nets wanting that not to be the case. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that either way. It's going to be interesting. I know, I don't know about you, Deontay, but I'm hoping we can see a Sixers Nets playoff series. I feel like that would be a lot of fun uh, for NBA fans. Joel Embiid, he's played well all year. You're talking some circles. People are saying he's a front runner for the MVP. Where do you see him right now in that, and how focused do you see him in terms of – we know he wants that award. He's talked about wanting it before. How focused is Embiid right now in terms of trying to get that award? Yeah, he definitely wants it. Um, You know, we we all went out to All-Star in Cleveland, and um, I think he's maybe rallied for it in in years past, and now he just wants his play to – kind of do the talking as he uh, told Keith and uh, Gina out, out in Cleveland. But, I mean, he and, – and, you know, his his play has done the talking thus far. You know, he's carried a team that, you know, before they actually got hardened. I mean, I don't think people would say that that was one of the – structure-wise, one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah, he had them, you know, really competing in the East in that, you know, six to three range night to night, even though, you know, those numbers kind of – jumble up but he had them in the pack and a lot of that was 30 and 10 every night 40 over here 40 over here and you know when he came out to the midwest he did that against chicago and milwaukee so um i think he has a a strong case um he's done everything he can at, at this point if he continues to play this way um i don't see why he couldn't couldn't bring it home yeah i don't i don't see why either he's been fantastic and he's only his game you could think only can improve with Harden there um you talked about this a bit before Deontay about how good the Sixers team could be now that they have Harden what do you think the ceiling is for them should Sixers fans be thinking hey we can make it to the finals is it Eastern Conference finals is it finals or bust with this squad what do you what do you see as the ceiling for this new look Sixers squad I wouldn't exactly say uh finals or bust I don't think people in Philly would either um, I think this is a team that hasn't, at least with, you know, as currently constructed with Joel Embiid, they haven't made it out of the second round. So I think the the goal is should be to start there and make it to the conference finals, get a taste of that, get your young guys in, into, you know, some some tough situations. We saw Tyrese Maxey really respond in the playoffs last year. Um, so, you know, now you'll have that guy in a, in a bigger role. Obviously, James and Joel won't be afraid of the moment. Um and, you know, we talked about the East situation. I, I think it's open for them if, you know, if, if things roll roll well 
it's it's open for them to make the conference finals or potentially go to the finals. Um, you would obviously have to go through a, a tough Milwaukee team in order to do that. I think the you know the West is 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 tough. You know, um, Phoenix is tough. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit different over there. I think right now than it is in the East. You know, the East was supposed to have the powers with you know KD and all those guys coming out there, and it didn't necessarily play out that way. Um, but yeah, I mean they they could potentially get there. Finals or bust would be a little bit too much at this point, I think. Yeah, I think that might be a bit much there. But yeah, like I said, the tally, you never know how anything breaks, especially in the East has been really competitive. They just uh, – I, I know Keith had reported last week about them adding Willie Cauley-Stein, signing yeah. him. You know, you talked about how they lost some depth. Do you see them doing anything else in the buyout market or are there any other pieces you think the Sixers need to add to make a deep playoff run? Um, It seems like they're going to kind of roll with what they have. Um. I think we were thinking, especially because Shake Milton has been hurt a lot. Um, Drummond was really good for them in, in the short time that he got there. That and and the Sixers have been one of the, the worst rebounding teams in the league um, throughout the season. So we, you know, just on our side, the thought was that they would need somebody to play backup center, help with rebounding, and potentially need a backup point guard off the buyout market too. Um, Doc's previously said that they would. They would be looking and trying to add people. Kali Stein is only on a 10, 10 days, so they could potentially try out somebody else in that spot, um, depending on what they get from him. And um, I don't know. I, with the guard situation, Shake has been playing now too. Tyrese and, and James look so good. It might be a little, it might be a little bit different now that they have James on the court for the, the point guard situation. But right now they're trying out Paul Millsap in that backup center spot. Um, I think that's 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 the area that you know maybe they they try to add somebody else in, especially because you want to be able to give Embiid enough time to you know rest and give him a spell before the playoffs, as well as in game and you know not not running ragged. So um, that could be the most important spot. Backup center, something for them to look at. I want to look look around the NBA with you because we we touched on the Sixers, but um, we're coming down to home stretch now. 22, 23, some teams, 21 games left. What are some teams you're looking at where you're like, look, they need to close this season strong? Is it the Sixers because they've had a new addition? Is it some other teams that you're looking at? They really need to close this season strongly before they head into the playoffs. I think the Sixers are one. I think um, the Warriors probably fall in that line, too, where they looked really good for a really long time. Steph has looked really good this season. He had the early MVP buzz. Um and, you know, they've they've lost some big leads recently, with, including, you know, I think last night as well. So um, they're one of those teams. The Suns have been good all year. So, um, I mean, for a team like that, you just keep doing what you're doing, right? Um, but, I mean, I guess the, the most important one is probably Brooklyn, right? Um, figuring out what they want to do with the rest of the year. You, you need to get KD healthy. You need to figure out if Kyrie is going to be able to play home in a way. You need to figure out if – Ben is even going to be able to to play or what his situation is going to be. So I think that's probably the team that needs to figure out the most in the next 23, 24 games and, and going into the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, all eyes are going to be in Brooklyn, see how they do it. I got to ask about your hometown, Chicago Bulls. Uh, they've been up at the top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, how good do you think they can be in the playoffs? Are they dangerous? Are they a team you can watch out? Everybody's still going to talk about Milwaukee. Sixers are going to get some talk. Brooklyn, if they get the act together as well, too. 
But uh, how good do you think the Bulls could be in the postseason? Yeah, I think the Bulls actually fall in line with that group we were just talking about, right? Like, they've had some some injury issues lately with, you know, Levine and, uh, you know, Zoe was out for a really long time. So we have uh, – I don't know if anything new has come out on him, but um, to my knowledge, he he's still hasn't returned to the team. Um, and uh, Caruso got hurt on that, that, that really tough injury um, with, you know, fracturing his wrist. So – that's another team that really has to figure out what they're doing. And I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but, you know, they've they've struggled a little bit against some of the better teams in the league. And I, I think some of that has to do with their injury history and some of that has to do with, you know, kind of leaning on DeMar a lot to be the, the closer and the guy who goes and get gets 30 every night. So, um, you know, the, the onus is really on them to kind of, figure out what they're doing going into the playoffs. Um, but I'd say if I had to ballpark it, second round-ish, I mean, this that's is still a, That's still a good season for them, I, though, right? right? I think it is. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, this is a, a team that had much lower expectations coming into the year. Nobody really knew that DeMar was going to break out like this and, you know, basically become the old Toronto version, if not better, um, of, of himself. So um, obviously you would have liked to have Zach and Zoe a little bit healthier. Like when they, when they were all together, that team was going and I probably would have said conference finals, uh, at, you know, at, as a, as a, you know, a bottom out for them when they were playing their best, but that's not necessarily where they are right now. Yeah. I think even, like you said, even if second round from where the bulls were haven't made yeah. the playoffs in a while, this is, this is nothing that, you know, I think people should not be happy, happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. You think they got they got to be happy about that. When you look at the league, you talked about how tough the East is, Deontay. We talked about the teams at the top of the West, Warriors. Um, talked about the Suns as well, too. The Grizzlies have played very well and, and yep. impressively. Um, who do you think wins this NBA title this year? If you had to look at it right now, who who's gonna who's gonna take home the crown? Um, I mean, I like the Suns' chances. Honestly, I. I think they had a really good shot last year and Chris Paul keeps being in basically a, a injury away from winning a title. Uh, obviously the heat are really solid. Um, but I just don't, I don't know something, something about the East just feels a little off to me. And I feel like the Suns have kind of been the the best team rolling it into this. And, you know, for really from, you know, from start to finish, they've been the best team in the league this year. Um, so if I had to pick one team, maybe yeah. I pick the Suns. If I had to pick multiple, uh, maybe, maybe go Suns, Warriors, Sixers, Heat. That would be my, maybe my my top four. Uh, I, yeah. know, no, I mean, that's that's a good group, and I feel like the Heat are sometimes probably getting left out the conversation. They've been really good. I have some concerns with their offense uh, down yeah. the stretch of games, but they've been really solid. Do you, do you see it as being – Pretty, it sounds to me what you're saying. It's pretty wide open this year. You're not really – the Suns have played the best ball, but you're not – really just going to automatically crown them as locks to go win it or favorites to go win. It's pretty wide open, right? Yeah. It, it just, it feels that way. Right. Like um, everybody kind of has a chance right now. I don't think anyone is with the exceptional Suns, really just like standing apart from the pack at this point. Um, yeah. The Warriors have had some good, some good spells. The Grizzlies have had some good spells, but you know, Memphis is, is so young. Jokic just carrying an entire team. Like, you know, kind of by himself in the same way that Embiid was before the trade. So, 
Yeah, this feels like one of the the more open years in recent memory, especially because you know we don't we don't have that LeBron situation where you know he's actually really contending this time around. So right, usually it you know it would it would be good to you know if you you want to pick somebody, you pick LeBron, you pick Steph, and then you figure out the rest of the field. But it feels a little bit different this year. So uh, Deontay, you are not betting on the Lakers to make some uh, magical run <laughs> through the postseason. Sounds like that. No, nah, I, I think they they have some things to figure out in the offseason. Yeah, I don't I think for them it's it's not it's not even about the playoffs. It's about figuring out why this past summer um had took such a toll on their roster. Um what guys they might need to 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 come in to to fill those spots that they used to have with, you know, a guy like KCP, Kuzma, like it kind of seems like they should have kept those guys because they yeah they played roles next to LeBron. They you know they they knew what their job was at at, at that at that point, you know what I mean? And for whatever reason the Lakers felt like they needed to blow this team up and make a bunch of changes. I, I mean some of it might have been financial. Uh, I'm sure that was the case with Schroeder obviously, but mm-hmm. um yeah, they got some things to figure out cuz LeBron yeah. is still great, man. He's still playing really good basketball. Yeah, he's still balling, man. Still balling. Um, yeah. AD can't stay healthy. Um so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not I'm not banking on a some late season uh Lakers yeah, run. Nice. I don't see that ha- I don't see that happening, man. I don't see that happening. That's Deontay Prince, uh my guy who is the editor NBA editor for the Philadelphia Inquirer does such a great job. Deontay, man, always appreciate you joining me uh, here. We got to have you back before the postseason uh, to talk about some more stuff. And look, I'll say the Sixers look good, man. I think think they look really good. I think Sixer fans should be encouraged. And I think you and Keith and uh, the rest of the team that does a great job at the Philadelphia Inquirer, you guys are going to have some fun stuff to cover uh, this postseason. I don't know if you can say the same same in New York. (laughs) Yep, we got a lot going on. Harden, uh, debut in, in Philly coming on on Wednesday. So that's yeah. just one line of uh, a lot of things that have been going on in Philly for sure. Yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff going on. I think people will be excited about that short. So thanks, everybody, for uh, rocking with us on today's episode. A short one, a little bit later, of the NBA Exchange. I'm Dex Henry. Continue to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Also the same thing on all the digital streaming platforms. We'll be back on Wednesday with my man Gerard Hector. A lot to talk about. And uh, check out Deontay's work. Go give him a follow on Twitter and everywhere he's at. Deontay, thank you again, man. Until next time, y'all, on the NBA Exchange, be safe. Peace.